name is Jack, and you're listening to Dev90X. Today is day 62. It's Thursday, the 7th of October, and the title of today's episode is An Organized Project is an Efficient Project. A little bit of a boring title, I know, but that is the theme for today. For some reason, over the past couple of days, I have been growing a little bit obsessed with getting my whole life organized again. I have felt a little bit disorganized in some regards and being organized is something that makes me feel safe. (laughs) It makes me feel like I have things under control and so I feel like I guess the the place that this is coming from is a, a feeling of insecurity in some way shape or form um but i'm using that to channel i'm channeling that into the project into the app and what i'm doing is i'm going back through the the coda hub project hub workspace it's actually a doc but when i say through the coda doc it doesn't quite explain what coda is coda is kind of like notion uh, so let's call it the workspace, the Coda, the, the project workspace and reorganizing it, updating it. And it feels amazing to do that. Honestly, there's, there's close to 50 documents in this workspace now. And some of them are, are databases. Some of them have table views. Some of them have, uh, are just giant lists of things. Some of them are actual pages. Um, you know, we have things like my random notes, random ideas, decisions that I've made, uh, questions that I've got, feature ideas that are in the pipeline. Then you've got the roadmap, the backlog, general to-do and milestones. We've got a summary. We've got all different pages for different categories of ideas, such as gamification ideas, item ideas, challenges and achievements. and then we've got a survey for surveying potential markets, for surveying the potential uh, customers and clients, not clients, <laughs> customers, users, users of the app. Um, and then we've got other design-related documents such as the you know, handstand variations map. We've got uh, object detection design, so just an idea about using different object detection to create game features such as you know, do a handstand next to a dog or do a handstand next to a cat. You can use an object detection algorithm to detect the cat and then detect the handstand, put them together, and then boom, you've just earned an achievement. Something like that. Uh, so, so we've got a lot. We've got links, we've got education resources, learning milestones, team design, branding design, data design, and then we've got expense tracking, we've got legal, community, brand workshop, and now the, the latest and greatest newest addition to the family <laughs> screen designs Woo! all right so that gives a better a better understanding of what my coda workspace is and what it looks like uh it's it's everything it's everything to do with the with the project and i decided to do it this way from the beginning even though it was just me working on the project because this is a scalable workspace that i can invite unlimited people into and it's got everything there it's got absolutely everything to do with the project however it has been a little bit out of date i spent a good while in the first couple of weeks building all of the 
frameworks and infrastructure around the project workspace. And then I filled it out and threw in a bunch of random information and kind of half did some documents, kind of, you know, just started other ones. And when your workspace is not organized, it it doesn't it doesn't feel good. I mean, it's okay if it's just you working on the project, but now I've got Harry as well, and we are both working from this workspace, and I, it, it definitely is more important now that this is not just something that I just threw together, but this is actually clean, tidy, organized, up-to-date, <sighs> all the things. So that is what I have spent a good amount of time on. And even though I just let out a big sigh, it, it is actually very satisfying to go back through and fill in the gaps, tidy up the documents, delete things that are no longer relevant, and just update it, give it a, a nice fresh makeover. So progress update. Uh, last night, after I did the podcast, I, I did I hadn't done my one line of code yet, and so I had to do that last night. And I did my I did a one coding challenge in Learn to Code two. So I could have just written out one variable and that totally would have count. And <laughs> that's actually what I was going to do. I was just going to go load up Swift Playgrounds, jump into Learn to Code and just look at the next challenge and just start it. But it, it ended up being so easy that I just finished the whole challenge. So I don't know, it was like 20 or 30 lines of code. Easy, easy one. Did it, did it. And I've already done it today as well. I tested a new app from Apple, which uses a, a new version of the Vision API in iOS 15. So it's all new, all fresh features that they've just released in iOS 15. And they've made an app to show off the, this new feature, which is essentially background and, and subject segmentation. So what it does is it uses the Vision API to find the person in the frame or the people or the humans, the human figures, and then draw an outline around them and create a clip, clip that out of the frame and and then clip, well, I mean, it keeps it in the frame, but you can do all kinds of cool things with it. Like you could clip it out of the frame and you could you know, create a silhouette, make that silhouette a different color, draw a big line around it. There's lo loads of different things that you could do with it, uh, but essentially it just, you know, just takes you and then takes out the background. So it's just you with, the, with no background. And I wanted to test this to see if segmentation, background segmentation could be useful in improving the accuracy of the vision API when it comes to like drawing the skeleton over the body. Because I had noticed that quite a lot of the time the background seems to confuse the model and it thinks that your elbow is like hanging on the ceiling, for example, <laughs> when it's actually not. And that might just be because the, the ceiling is a bit of a confusing color or something like that. Um, turns out that is not what's going on. And it's, it seems to be that random configurations of, uh, let's just call it error, the way it handles errors when it doesn't really have high enough accuracy to say with enough certainty, like the elbows there, the knees there, when the accurate, when the certainty or the confidence rather drops below a certain threshold, it starts just putting them randomly around around the place. And it seems to like this one point in the screen, which I didn't realize, but I've, I've now noticed that it just picks this one point in the screen to like hang your elbow off of. 
I don't know why, but it's nothing. It's nothing to do with the background, which I it's. So I've, I've cleared that up. I, I've learned a little bit more about the the limitations of the the accuracy of the Vision API that Apple has out of the box that it gives you out of the box. So that was good. That was actually pretty productive. Um, I also loaded up. Uh, I loaded up handstand handstander v2 onto Harry's phone, and now that I have the Apple Developer Program all activated, it will not expire after seven days. That was a really, really annoying thing that Apple made. I mean, they, it's okay if it's just you, but as soon as, as soon as you want other people to test your app and you only, it only stays active on their phone for seven days, it, I mean, it's so annoying because then it just runs out after seven days and, and you have to sideload it through Xcode onto their device physically, which means you have to physically meet up with them in person, have their phone, plug it into your laptop, load it up, load up Xcode, build it on their device, and then they've got it again and they can use it again. And then seven days later, again, it expires and they can't use it. Really, really annoying. <laughs> but now that I have the Apple developer program, no longer the case. Now it will not expire after seven days and I can have up to 100 approved or registered devices associated with my account for up to 100 alpha testers and, and beta testers. Uh, so that is a, a major step forward in terms of convenience of testing and having the app out there on people's phones and, and getting, it, getting it used, getting it loaded, getting feedback on the user experience all these things definitely needs to be active on people's phones. And other than that, I, I wrote a V1 summary of the app screens. So I hadn't actually wrote out a big list of the different screens that'll be in the app until today when I actually sat down and I was like, all right, well, let's, let's list out all the screens that will be in the app because they've just been floating around in my head but having them listed out is the first step to doing a, a screen flow diagram, which will be probably done in Figma uh, or Miro potentially. Um, I might just do a basic version of it in Miro first and then, and then do a high, high fidelity, high def version in Figma. And I'll probably get Harry to do most of that work as he is the design man. He is good at that. And I am not so good at that. I can do it, but I'm not that great. So, uh, yeah, that's that's gonna hopefully be uh, be done soon. And that brings me on to my hack for today. Didn't forget today. Today I remembered. Today my hack is to ask this question: What is? Well, I'm asking you to ask this question. What's your unreasonable ask? <laughs> So I just implemented this. It's totally brand new, fresh off the press. Might not actually be that great as a hack. <laughs> just full disclosure, I have not tested this thoroughly. But I did it today, and I had been meaning to start doing this for a while, ever since I started working with Satya on the Empowered Journal. I've used different life empowerment journals in the past, actually only just one. I've used one called the Best Self Journal. And 
I didn't even finish it actually. So it didn't really help me become my best self <laughs> because I didn't help myself become my best self. <laughs> and, but the cool thing about these journals is that they do like, in a way they're, they're kind of like a life coach. They, they ask you and they prompt you certain questions at certain times and they, they try to help you build a routine into your life and stay, stay consistent on your project, on your goals, stepping forwards each time, each day, each week, each month. Uh, they have this structure of keeping you on track. And that's what this journal is all about. It's called the Empowered Journal and it's a new journal that's been play tested thoroughly and designed thoroughly and I've been involved in the design process. And most of what the design is about is asking the right questions at the right time, as a coach would do for you if you had a coach. Um, and so I've, I've sort of been implementing, the, the Empowered Journal's not out yet and I don't have my proper copy yet, so I haven't, haven't got the journal to do it, but I've, al I've already got a system in place where I plan my day every day, like 90% of the time. <laughs> and I decided that I want to add some of these things into my daily planning. And that's what this hack is all about, is that every day, it's, it's like trying to kind of bend the universe to give you something that you really want, but you're too afraid to ask because it feels unreasonable. It feels like you don't deserve that thing. And that you would never ask for it because you, you just feel like you're not worth that. There's plenty of things that are like that. For example, um, you know, it might feel unreasonable that uh, someone would just give you a whole bunch of money <laughs> to do your thing. Like you've got a thing that you really want to do. I don't know. Let's do something ridiculous. Like you want to go, you want to go diving in the Maldives and it's going to cost, I don't know, let's say $7,000. You, you could ask the universe just to give you that, but you wouldn't because it feels unreasonable. Like it feels like you have to earn it. You have to work super hard for it. Anyway, that's the whole point of this is asking for things that you feel are unreasonable because it gets you in the mindset of practicing asking for stuff that, uh, it, it takes, it, hmm, it takes the emotion out of asking for things that feel above your pay grade, I guess, is the word that I'm trying to use to describe it. Um, and also, I, I tried it today for the first time, and it, honestly, it worked. So my ask today was that I would like someone to offer me as much money as I need to build the Handstander app. And they, no, they didn't actually. <laughs> but then I also asked for a finalized screen design board. And lo and behold, I asked that in the morning when I did my daily planning. And then I went, went about my day, started my work, and I didn't even really plan to do this in my to-do, but I've got a whole stack of screens ready to put on the design board all of a sudden. And I didn't really plan that, but at, at a certain point I was with Harry, we sat down, and the inspiration struck, the thunder of inspiration struck me and I suddenly was like I need to create this document and write down all the screens that are going to be in the app and it took me like five minutes it took no time at all and it it's given me a lot of clarity and like direction of scope and what I realized from doing this is that 
you have a vision of the app, the way you want it to be, uh, the, the, the app that you would have if you could click your fingers and just magically make it appear, that's what you design. That's, what, that's what's in your mind. That's what's floating around in your mind is like that dream app that would have all the features that you think are amazing. But in reality, time and money and resources are limited. So you have to, you have to pick which ones are the most important and build those the first. And then you test them. And then as things change and unfold, you build further features that make sense. Um, so in the end, it's not the thing that you actually build, but you still design it. You still design it because that is how you communicate your idea. And if you want to get some kind of market validation on something that, you know, I, I'm prepared to commit, you know, the next eight months of my life to this project without having any kind of success. I, I'm willing to bet eight months of my life to see this through to a certain point, not knowing if it's going to succeed or not. But... I would really like to know if there was a chance of success <laughs> before I commit eight months of my life to it, if that makes sense. And, uh, and so that's how, you, that's how you get some early validation on the overall concept. If people love the, the vision and they're willing to you know, give you their support, their vote of confidence on the vision, then the next step is you, boil, you bubble that down to the MVP and if people still like the MVP, you go ahead and build the MVP, and and then you've got a lot of you you've got a lot of positive feedback at that point. And so that's why, well, that's my strategy anyway at the moment is to design the screens as if we're building the full thing and we've got enough money and we've got a full design team and everything. And it's not just me <laughs> and Harry building this. Um, and then see what happens, see what people think with that with that design and then build the MVP from there, which will not be the full thing. It will be a very, very summarized version of the full design, um, but it'll still have that core, those core features, those main core features. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my hack for today. Ask for something unreasonable every morning. Just ask for it. Just ask the universe. That's all. You're not asking any particular person. You're just putting it out there. You're just just floating it out there into the ether, into the, into the mindscape of your, your life experience. <laughs> and who knows? You don't know what's going to happen. You never know. But just ask anyway and just see what happens. That's the experiment. And I, I've got it in my daily planner every day now. So I will update again to see how this one is panning out for me in the future. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Day 62, I'm Jack Cotton Brown. This is Dev90X that you're listening to. <laughs> and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.